You are listening to the Alaska Sports Talk Podcast, sponsored by Roger Briley and Associates, Partouche Plumbing and Heating, Guido's, The Bike Shop, Alaska Sausage and Seafood, and the Alaska Club. Now, here are your hosts of AST, Keaton Homer and Isaiah Freeman. Welcome back to another fantastic edition of the Alaska Sports Talk Podcast. If you tuned in last week and you thought that one was great, this one's better. I think this one, I think we've got so much stuff in this one. It might be the best ever again. Guys, first ever book review on this podcast. Don't just, just wait. Just wait for this. You're I mean, gonna want to hear it. You tuned in thinking you're gonna get sports. Oh, you're gonna get sports, but you're gonna get a book review. We're it, very well rounded. It's a doozy. It's a it's just a straight <laughs> doozy. So stick around for that. But uh, Isaiah Raymond, Keaton Homer along with you. Glad to have you along wherever you might be tuned in. The Alaska Sports Talk Podcast. Mentioned that we do have a lot to get to. Obviously, we are deep into high school basketball season. We are rapidly approaching March Madness Alaska, trying to get the stage set for that. So conference tournaments getting um, yeah, started here in the next couple of weeks. 1A already. 1A started, well, yeah, some of them started. We'll start tomorrow, actually, yeah. We're taking yeah, this so, on Tuesday night, so Wednesday, yeah, a lot of them will start. So already some conference tournaments around the state starting, obviously. But then in the next couple of weeks, we'll have you know the 3A and the 4A tournaments starting as well and try to figure out who's going to be going to the state championship tournament uh, out of those region tournaments. So it'll be a next couple of weeks are going to be crazy. Isaiah's already been, you know, he's got the mattress set up at ASAA headquarters. Yep. You know, yep. Absolutely. Just, just sleeping at the office. As a matter of fact, I think he might be at the office right now. I don't I don't know. But it's it's uh, my makeshift studio right now. Yeah, absolutely. Isaiah, just yeah. we just want you to get home, get some sleep. Okay. <laughs> we 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 need don't don't overwork the MacBook this week. I mean, don't sit there and just feverishly type away and like No. Nope. You know. I I've scheduled time to go watch some games and other things like okay. that. So we're we're good. All right. I don't think I'll All be right. sleeping at the office quite yet, but pretty close. Okay. But, you know, well, make sure I, you it, wouldn't, make... it wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me if during uh, March Madness, you know, in our studio there, that I might catch a few Zs there. Be honest. That's a distinct possibility. We, have you ever done it? Have you ever just like, I can't do it. It's one o'clock already. I, I need a nap. Like, have you slipped away somewhere? Like, where's Isaiah? Where did he go? When, I don't want to drag um, you out. No, you when, can plead the fifth uh, if you want. <laughs> no, I won't plead the fifth. I'll be perfectly honest. When I had that LVAD unit thing, uh -huh. um, there was a couple times those years where Rusty um, was kind enough, the boys basketball coach, to let me use the men's locker room there, and they had a couch in there, and I was able oh, to nice. put my feet up and just kind of rest for a little while. So confession, <laughs> that has happened. All right. Has happened. All right. It hasn't happened hey. in a few years now, but. No, you, I, I have never been. You've been to somewhere in the Alaska Airlines Center. I've never gone. I've never gone into the, the locker rooms there. I've never seen the inside of them. So they're very I, nice. I assume they're pretty nice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they're very nice. The basketball cool. players are walking in and all Rusty and Ryan had said, hey, Isaiah might be in there. Don't bug him. You know, be quiet. Walk in out. Yeah. They were all Don't. they were all cool. Yeah. It was nice. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Hey, there's just some I, I kind of felt like a college basketball couch. player there for a little while, yeah. except for right. you know that LVAD unit. And I can't walk, and I'm walking around on a cane. Other than that, I felt like a college basketball player. I said, made it. <laughs> I finally did it. I did it. I did, I did it. it. I, I did, did it. it. Yeah. 
All right. So we'll talk high school basketball, um, preview a little bit of some, maybe a little bit of conference tournament, but maybe that'll be more so next week when we start really getting things set with brackets and whatnot. We'll also touch on the promo code for the uh, yeah, March Madness. March as well. Madness promo code. Uh, stay for tuned Alaska for that. St- yeah, that's next week. That's definitely coming. And then we're going to get into college basketball, UAA men's and women's basketball. They have their last two regular season games coming up this weekend at the Alaska Airlines Center before they get into the GNAC Conference Tournament next week. And then we have... A fantastic, well, it's not a fantastic. It's yeah, not it, fantastic, but a fantastic it's an interesting story. story. Yeah, sure. Story headline. If you haven't been following college hockey up in Fairbanks this past week, Arizona State and UAF had a game, and there was a brouhaha at the end. Old fashioned melee. So, uh, you know, we'll talk. Something just fell in my house. I don't know what that was. I think the cat just took something <laughs> out. But um, if you heard something crashing in the background, it was not me. That was a furry animal knocking something over. So I have to figure that. Figure Those that cats, out. man. I tell you what. Uh, yeah. Just watch out for that. Cats, but man. Then I mentioned book review. All right. So book review. Got to get to the book review. Into the podcast. Book review. Uh, Reese Witherspoon's book club, mm, skeptical, <laughs> straight skeptical, but we'll oh talk about gosh. that one a little bit later, <laughs> but, uh, let's dive into high school basketball since that's what is actually, no, let's, let's check that. We'll stick in high school, but let's talk about Nordic ski. Yeah. Let's we recap. State championship. Yeah. It was, uh, it was quite the, quite the state championship, but if you have not seen, it'll be I'll, we'll send it out over Alaska Sports Talk social media on Instagram and Facebook. But there was a photo finish on Friday night or Friday afternoon, I should say, at uh, with the boys individual classic race on the 23rd photo finish. Uh, Murphy Kimball and Vajborn uh, Flagstaff Flagstad um, flag. Flagstaff from South and Kimball from West. Kimball from West won by point one, and this picture is pretty wild. It is it's the kind of thing you see in the Olympics where you know right. you just, it's it is a photo finish. So we'll tweet that. It was it was incredible. incredible. No, it is incredible. The photo, if you haven't seen it yet, it is. You're exactly right. It's something that you would see like straight from the Olympics, like straight from the Olympics. I can only imagine watching that in person and kind of like looking around who won, who won, who won, like, and then having to actually go to the photo and be like, boom, you were 0.10 ahead, you know, a 10th of a second ahead. It is is wild. It is is a wild photo. So, um, obviously made for a wild day and a fun day. I believe West ended up winning the, the team championship for division one and Kenai won Division two, correct? Yeah, I gotta I've gotta pull that up just to make just to double check. But I yeah, West ended up winning and service took second. And then in the uh division two or kind of the yeah, the division two teams, Nordic skis one division, but they do do some awards for some of the other ones uh that aren't there. But West boys and girls ended up winning for both divisions, and I believe it was uh I believe it was Kenai. Pretty I thought sure it, was. it was. I saw their. Pretty yeah. sure it was Kenai. That was the yeah. Kenai is the one who ended up 
in one of the smaller schools, uh, they're they're the ones who ended up winning that championship. Was there any Gus Schumacher sightings? I, I hope there wasn't because he actually I, competed at a tournament the same yeah. day. That, <laughs> That's a good point. No. Yeah. I didn't hear that he was there. If we heard he was there, that would have been some rager news for sure. Yeah, I would have. No, I, I, I hope he wasn't because of the same day that state championship was going on. He also had another race that he actually did really well. And I think he actually may have won again. So uh, I'm just funny because I remember last week we were talking about, oh, maybe he'll be there. But turns out he had another race that he was competing in at the same time, the state championship. So if he was there, it'd have been a little like what, yeah, he what, took what? on. Um, yeah, looks like he won gold again. Yeah, um, yeah I, look at that. Yeah, he won gold again. Uh, let's see. I just I'm trying to remember. I can't see the the race name. I don't don't know why I can't find the race name. Yeah, I don't know. But he ended up winning gold in this in a new race. So Yeah, I know. So I can't I cannot I cannot find the name of this. I'm looking for it myself too. Yeah. Anyway, it was an impressive state was an impressive uh display on skiing. It was it was nice. It wasn't uh crazy cold. It wasn't crazy warm like we've had in, in years past they weren't weren't uh skiing on ice that kind of thing right. didn't hear of any big moose run-ins so that's always a that's always a that's, bonus too that's um, always a bonus always a bonus when you can get through unscathed with moose that's a always feel good some people might that. think we're joking like if you're tuning outside of the state of alaska like uh there's legitimate like you we're know. big in south africa we are in yes, South Africa, yes, yeah. and so, a, pl- a few places in Europe too. So, yeah, yes, moose is a real thing in Alaska, <laughs> in our races, outside. Yep. Obviously, if you're like a Scandinavian country, like Norway, Sweden, yeah, you're you're like Denmark, yeah. Finland, yeah, you're like, oh yeah, 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 we get it, we get it, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, but, be quiet now. We get, yeah, we yeah. get it. Yeah, but but if you're in South Africa, yes, there you that go. does happen. Moose <laughs> out on the Nordic ski trails, you know can happen and can be a little bit of what happens what's the protocol for that like well we have moose but if you're in the middle of a race and like what do you do try and get away i mean i get yeah but i mean like you can't restart the race really i mean that nope like is that just the look of the draw sometimes it is we've had some instances in the past few years especially with cross-country running in the fall that's happened. That happens more during cross country running than it does with skiing. But huh. yeah, cross country running that's happened where they've had to take an extra little bit of a detour because a moose was there. So it's not technically the race. So they technically could be disqualified, but how do you disqualify somebody for doing going around a moose? And it's, there's all sorts of different rules and protocols that we have set out for, for all that stuff. It's yeah. I'm not going to pretend I'm not going to pretend that I know all the ins and outs of it. Right. I know the right. broad strokes, but uh, other people in the ASAA office know all the little minute details and some of the running clubs do too. So that's, that's helpful because yeah, it, it's a lot. It's a lot. Luckily with skiing, no, I- you could probably get away a little faster. Maybe a little faster, but still, you're not. Little faster. Uh, the moose is still going to win. I mean, at some point in time, I would yes. assume. But unless yeah. maybe you're Gus, 
Unless you're Gus. Unless you're Gus. There you go. There you go. That, that could be a, yeah, Gus might get away. Gus might take another gold medal. So maybe we should uh, set up a race. Gus and a moose. Who was it that, <laughs> who was the Olympic athlete? Was it, was it Justin Gatlin or Usain Bolt? Somebody, I thought, like, did they race a, a cheetah or a jaguar? I can't remember. What, really? Or maybe, well, maybe not. Maybe not like real life, but like, I don't know. Maybe they somehow superimposed it or something that I can't remember. I've seen that. I've seen that kind of stuff before. Right. Where you superimpose that stuff. That yeah. happens at the NFL draft every now and then. Right. No, that's true. With the other players, here's how this guy ran and here's how right. he matches up with this person. Be kind yeah. of interesting to see a cheetah. It would. Superimposed on the NFL draft. No, I agree. I agree. It would also be kind of interesting to see a moose and. Gus Schumacher, who's faster? Yeah. So, see, there's that that Nordic skiing sound again. You know what? We got to get some people on the horn with the Nordic ski community. See if we can set something like that up. We should. We should reach out to Gus. I guarantee you we could sell tickets for that. You're right. Alaska Sports Talk, Gus versus Moose. Dude, they're doing all these, you know, I think Netflix would pick it up. Like, ah, you know? (laughs) Yes. Good call, Keen. <laughs> Gonna get on the horn. Netflix. Well, they're they're, do, they're doing all those live sporting things now. You yes. know, so like you know, HBO Netflix. Max, Netflix, yes. Prime. We're in. We're selling it. We're selling it. Gus I versus swear. Moose. We we got to actually like stop talking about these ideas and actually capitalize on it because somebody's going to listen to the podcast and be like, "Oh my god." Genius. You're right. You're right. And we need to. We're we going to watch Netflix or HBO <laughs> and be like, "We had that idea." You know, we're, we're going to be straight up like Kramer when he thought of the beach, the beach oh my ocean. <laughs> <laughs> you smell like the beach. beach. <laughs> oh my gosh. I could have been a fragrance millionaire, Jerry. Yeah, a right. fragrance millionaire. Oh, yes. Man. Hilarious. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. All right. All right. We, we have way sidetracked. Wow. wow. Total wow. sidetrack. Anyway. Well, congratulations again in Nordic Ski, uh, West Anchorage Eagles. Taking the uh, this year's championship, I think last year they were actually the runners up. Maybe like they uh, lost I, in a heartbreaking fashion. I think last year or something. I, I think it was the year before because I'm pretty sure that this was back to back for West. Back? Okay, okay. I think maybe I think this year it was back to back. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. I remember they had like some heartbreaking loss, whether it was last year or two years ago that they ended up. Looked like they were going to win, and then it just completely fell apart, kind of thing, or something. But anyway, they win it this year. That's what matters. This year, right now, they want it this year. They want it this year. So, and Gus Schumacher keeps winning it as well. So, there's a little bit, little bit of a brief recap of Nordic Ski. Also, drama debate forensics happened during the same day. If you want to take a look at the results for that, you can go to asaa.org. dot org. You can find the results for uh, the DDF. Um, debate UA Seawolf debate team was hosting that and kind of, you know, doing some, I guess, officiating of all the stuff yeah, and without, events like that. It's without them, that event would be very difficult to pull off. So yeah. kudos to the Seawolves debate team. Without them, yeah, it's them and Sean. Uh, that's they they do a great job. We don't do a we don't have to do a whole lot for that one at ASAA you know, some coordinating and things, right. but they really take that over. There's so many different categories and so many different levels. Sure. That 
Sure. We, we'd spend two hours going through all that stuff. So yeah, definitely ch- go to ASAA.org and check that out. So speaking of high school stuff, sticking in the realm, obviously high school basketball is getting into the late throws of the season here. And I mean late, like this is late. the final regular season week yep. coming up this week. And then I believe next week for the 3A and 4A. Um, so only like three to four more games, I think, were some teams it's, on the schedule. Some teams have one left at the end of the weekend, oh. and then some have uh, two. I know tonight is a big night across uh, the Northern Lights and Cook Inlet Conference. Particularly, I know that that's a that's a big night. You know, Wasilla is playing at Mountain City. East is playing at Diamond. Uh, West Valley was playing at Lathrop. I mean, it's it's kind of all over. I mean, you've got West playing at a sneaky good Bartlett team, so it's a it's definitely a a big weekend. And it looks like, uh, yeah, it looks like Wasilla ended up beating uh, Mountain City fifty five fifty one. That that score just it literally just came just across. Happened. Yeah, wow. I was just I've been I've been looking at at that trying to find some scores because those games were happening tonight. So right. No, a lot of games, and obviously we can't be at them all. Our friends nope. at the NFHS Network uh, certainly make it possible for us to kind of find the scores throughout the day that are going on, so we're, we're thankful for our friends. And if you haven't had the NFHS Network or do not have it, uh, be sure you subscribe because you're yes. going to want it here in the next couple, three weeks with all the basketball tournament action that is happening. Go to NFHSnetwork.com, put in a little plug for them. Uh, I know I will be at uh, many of the games. Isaiah will be there as well. But if you can't make it, that's the way to tune in and see what's going on and watch the watch all the action. We're we're honestly not trying to do just shameless plugs. I mean, you no, get the thing right legit. now. You that it's eleven ninety nine, twelve bucks. You buy it right now, and you get it for a month. That incorporates all of the conference tournaments and all of March Madness. Right. So I mean, it's it's a, it's a steal. Lot. It's a, and it's then a you steal. get. I mean, then after March Madness is done, if you want to watch. Yep. You know, any other state tournaments from around the nation or any yep. other events, you can do that too. So it's uh, it's a lot that you can get for 12 bucks. You'll get your monies out of it, that's for sure. Just with March Madness Alaska alone, if you're unable yeah. to make, make the games. But uh, obviously with the conference championships coming up and then state tournament coming up, I use it a lot for just the conference games because, you know, they're happening at so many different sites. It's not one location, it's, right? Well, so, that- I'm with you. I mean, there's times where I'm at the game, I'm at one game and I'm watching another game on my phone or yeah. I'm, I think I tweeted out or not tweeted out, but posted a picture on Instagram in December while I was watching games. I had three different screens going and stuff yeah. like that with various things. So it's, it's definitely, definitely something you want to be, you want to have. It's very, very 100%. helpful. If you're a sports enthusiast, that's definitely what you want to do. Well, one way you could have seen a historic episode was probably through the NFHS network. You know what I'm leading into here, Isaiah? I do. For high school basketball. I do. Take take it away. That's uh I I did not know impressive. how I'll be blunt, how bad North Pole Patriot basketball was for the last decade or so. I didn't realize that. They I and maybe because they have not been really good outside of winning a handful of games each season. Haven't made state tournaments. Nope. Haven't really seen too much about them. Only thing I knew about North Pole, obviously, and 
probably many people still do, the the great Brad Olson, who went on to play at UAF and then also have a terrific uh, semi-pro career as well. I They won their first game against a 4A opponent in, what was it, 12 years? 12 years. 12 years. Yeah. 12 years they did not beat a Class 4A opponent. December 30th, 2011 was the last time they beat a 4A opponent. And they're and they play in the mid mid Alaska conference. Yep. Right? That they is that the conference the, they play in? Yep. They're in the mid Alaska conference with uh Lathrop, West Valley, and then recently the Monroe Catholic Boys. So and I that's mean that's the conference not, they're in. I mean, they're playing four A opponents, you know, with Lathrop and West Valley and obviously any other teams that they might encounter throughout the regular season that's not part of their conference that are four A teams. Uh, such as the team they just beat. It was a non-conference game. They played the Palmer Moose. And for the first time since 2011, Travis Church, the head coach of the North Pole Patriots, they got it done with a 51-47 win to snap a 12-year losing streak against 4A opponents. Congratulations. Four, congratulations. 4,339 days. Thank That's you. Insane. Thanks to Van Williams. He did wrote a great yes. article on yes, the Alaska did. Sports Report on this. And great, great. I, I we've said it before to get on the Alaska Sports Report and check some things out if you want to read some stuff. And yeah, great article. Four thousand three hundred and thirty nine days. That is. That has to be one of the longest losing streaks. I mean. In the states, it's a, I would it's a losing it's streak be. in terms of uh, the type of opponent they have not been able to beat. Obviously, again, they've been able to win games outside of the four A right classification. Yep. They have won basketball games. They just had not beat a four A opponent in twelve years, right? Um, so, in terms of losing streaks, this has to be definitely up there. I, I would I can't think so. Think I don't know. I can't think of anything else. I know that Bartlett football for a while, when Dana Sparza took over right after John Jessen, they had like a 17-game losing streak overall or something. Maybe it wasn't hmm. that high. It was like 12. There was two years where they didn't win a football game. Wow. So, yeah. So it was it was a weird transition. Yeah, they, they lost hmm. for a while there. And then they started winning, and then they – eventually won a state championship in, you know, 2017 or whatever it was. But, yeah, I mean, this 12 years without beating a 4A opponent, the picture, if you get the chance to go to alaskasportsreport.com, of them celebrating in the locker room, awesome. It's great. It's awesome. Awesome. Travis Church in the middle just getting doused with Gatorade water bottles. Um, obviously, it was a huge, huge thing to, to beat a 4A opponent. And North Pole... Their record, more than likely, they're not going to make a state championship game. Um, not going to happen this season anyway. Nope. But nope. for them, this was kind of like the state championship, I would think. I mean, in their mind. I mean, yeah. to to break a streak that's been around for 12 years, I think I can only imagine like going to school for those kids the next day or whenever they went to school after the weekend, whatever it was, and like walking in and be like, yes, 
we finally did it. We, you know, well, there's a lot cool. of attaboys going on right now up there. That's and that's, oh, that's no big. Doubt. That's big heading into a conference tournament next week with Monroe, West Valley, yeah. and Lathrop. I mean, those are now. I said they did. You know, I kind of we were talking how they can't go to the state term. They could go as an automatic qualifier, but they would have to beat all those. Basically, they'd have to get the automatic berth from the middle Alaska. They get one berth yeah. automatically. They would have to get that berth. So they would have to beat a West Valley or Monroe, right. maybe both of them, or a Lathrop. They'd have to basically beat two of those three teams. So, And they, you know what? It's March. It, Anything can it's happen. It's March. It's madness. It's called March Madness for a reason, so you never know. You never know. I'm sure they're feeling pretty good and feel like they can conquer the world now. After the last time that North Pole made a state tournament was back in 2011. Yep. So that was my first first year at ASAA. Yep. There you go. So that was the last time that the North Pole Patriots made the state champ or state tournament was back in 2011. They also didn't win a conference game for quite some time, at least. From the Van Williams article in the Alaska Sports Report. Uh, 47-45 over West Valley in a right. in the Monroe Catholic tournament twelve years ago. That was That's what it was. Last win. I was looking Congratulations, at I saw somewhere. Congratulations. Yeah, congratulations. That's huge. Huge. That's awesome. So Travis Church doing big things there in uh, in North Pole. Been the head coach there, by the way, since 2017. So he's seen, you know, all the ups and downs. He was also a, a player there in the late 2000s. Uh, graduated from North Pole High School in 2008. Became the head coach in 2017. So he's seen, you know, plenty of the roller coaster ride, and it's been on the downslope for North Pole basketball for a while. But now he's starting to get things turned around. So that's that is definitely good to see. So high school basketball, obviously, uh, it's going to be. Huge here in the next couple of weeks. We'll keep gonna you informed, or at least try to keep you informed with everything that's going to go go on. Uh, our rankings for high school basketball, Isaiah. What do we got going oh, into man. the final regular season week? I'll tell you what, Keaton. This might have been the hardest rankings for the group to do, especially at the four A level. You know, we've talked about it before in the previous podcasts, but we'll just mention it real quick. I know that stuff had been posted on alaskasportstalk.com and we had put it out over social media on Instagram and Facebook earlier uh, or last night, basically. But uh, 4A girls, no changes. Grace 1, Barrow 2, Mount Edgecombe 3, Monroe 4, Sitka 5. And I, I, again, I think... And the committee kind of felt the same way as these are very, very close. Mm -hmm. You could flip. There's cases to be made with flipping one and two. There's cases to be made with flipping three and two. There's, I mean, there's cases to be made, but they're very close. So, but no changes um, for this week for the 3A girls. 3A boys, same thing. No changes. Grace one, Mount Edgecombe two, Gnome three, Barrow four, and Valdez at five. And again, I, I think some people, and rightfully so, could argue that Mount Edgecombe should be ranked number one versus Grace, and and, and no might be over, over Grace as well. Um, some people would argue Grace is the best. They may have the best player, you know, all that stuff. 
These are so close. That's what's going to make this state championship and some of these conference tournaments so intriguing. So intriguing. Next week, we'll have all the brackets. We'll be able to kind of preview some of these. There's lots of tournaments, but we can kind of pick some some key games and potential matchups that we're looking at. But 3A girls, 3A boys, no changes from last week. 4A girls, 4A girls, there's also no changes, but it is such, it is so hard to figure out one, two, and three. Wasilla, Mountain City, Colony, Diamond, Thunder Mountain. So Wasilla one, Mountain City two. That game just happened tonight. Uh, Wasilla beat Mountain City at Mountain City by four. And then Colony at three, Diamond at four. Thunder Mountain at five, and it is again inches, not feet, and a spe- and it's centimeters, not even inches, with the top three: Wasilla, Mountain City, and Colony. Those that I'll, I'll tell you what I wish I could, I can't. But if you are on the Kenai Peninsula and you are listening to this podcast, the Northern Lights Conference Tournament is in Soldatna next week on March seven, eight, and nine. You do not want to miss those games. Those girls, that girls tournament is going to be stellar. Stellar. Um, I wish I could go to that. I would drive down to watch watch that conference tournament. It, it's going to be fabulous. So, Wasilla is playing at Colony on March 1st on Friday. So, that'll be another interesting, interesting matchup. So, 4A girls, no real changes. 4A boys, there were some changes. There's been some results this past week where... Um, I'll be honest, Keaton, the committee was kind of split all over the place with this. I think the I may only, have flipped a coin for this, by the way. The only <laughs> one that was kind of set in stone was Betty Davis East Thunderbirds number one. After that, it's it's kind of all over the place. And we have a team making the ranking for the first time. The Monroe, Monroe Catholic Rams cracked the top five. So they're number five. West Anchorage is number four. West Valley is number three. Service is number two. And then Betty Davis East is number one. And mm. Diamond, Juno, Colony, Thunder Mountain, those four teams are all right there. Again, kind of like the what we talked about with Wasilla, Mountain yep. City, and Colony Girls. Mm-hmm. Centimeters, centimeters for that fifth spot. Um, but the committee felt with the way that these are, East service, West Valley, West, and then Monroe. It's it's not just head to heads. It's not just um, what your last four games were. It's also projecting what do what do what does the committee see in the future? It takes into account coaching, potential matchups down the road, all that. So trying to figure out where all that ranks. But right now, that's that's kind of where people have. That's where kind of the committee has it. And again, there's arguments back and forth for all of them at number two or all of them at number five, except for East. Yep. And, and and that's just the reality of it. That is, it is a, 4A boys is a really, really tough one to rank. So that's where the, the committee fell. That's where things are at right now. We'll see what happens over the course of this week and heading into the yep. conference tournament next week. We'll have our final, or not our final rankings, but basically the last rankings before the state tournaments start happening. Yeah, the so, final regular season rankings anyway, yeah. Final regular season rankings, yep. That'll be and again, it's it's it, 
I would say besides some of the, you know, the one seeds and all these kind of rankings, there there's arguments to be made for everything. There, sure. there really is. There aren't in years past, you could always say that, well, you know, for instance, Mountain City last year for the girls, they were the number one team. There wasn't really any discussion about that. And, you know, Wasilla Colony were kind of in those next tier. But this year it's there's a lot more teams in play for some of those those top spots. No, and I'm, this time of year, I mean, I think you're right in saying, like, you know, as soon as you start getting into two, three, four, and five, you could yeah. make an argument for anybody. And that's yep. almost any poll you look at. Yep, that's true. Term, I Absolutely. Mean, you, you're going to have your teams that separate themselves a little bit at the top, obviously, especially number one, usually. And then two, three, four, five. All right, who wants it? You know, I'm not saying we're drawing names out of hats here. But, no, there's I mean, de- there's definite thought. I would say out of all these rankings and basically from the committee standpoint, the only one that was really a solid number one that there was no real argument on or real discussion was at the 4A boys level for East number one. Yeah. Other than that, even the one seeds this year were kind of sure. gone back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. I mean, it's yep. – I expect – the conference tournaments and the state tournament this year to be absolutely fantastic. No, I agree with you 100%. You know, and then something when I was looking at the poll that I noticed, uh, and we should touch on this just a little bit. Maybe we get into this another another podcast, but Thunder Mountain and the situation that is happening uh, down yes. in June, this is huge. Yeah. It's a good and, time to bring, I mean, we might as well talk about it right now. I mean, yeah, we don't, we can't go super in depth or anything like that because not all the information's known, but yeah, go ahead. I, you were reading well, about I, it. I mean, just been reading about it. Huge developments. Obviously, the biggest thing is that the the Juno School District um, they have a deficit, and they are trying to figure out how to, you know, get their budget back to back to the level, right? And so, one way that they're figuring out, well, we have two high schools, obviously relatively close to one another maybe we eliminate one of the high schools. And obviously, Juno Douglas is the older of the two high schools and I guess somewhat wins out in terms of being the high school. But their compromise seems to be that Thunder Mountain High School is going to go away, be consolidated into Juno Douglas High School, take Thunder Mountain, turn it into a middle school. And so as of right now, it seems like this is the last year for Thunder Mountain Athletics. As of right now, basically, and this isn't, I don't think, any insider information because the, no. you know, the news article in the Juno Empire and things like that. But in the ASAA office, this was a real discussion point at the board meeting that this was a possibility. And it kind of came down after the board meeting that it looks like, to your point and what you said, Juno Douglas is going to absorb Thunder Mountain and they're not going to call it Juno Douglas. They're just going to call it Juno. Right. Yeah. You know, so they kind of do that already with football, but now it looks like I know athletically speaking in this transition, it's not the Juno school district. Their funding is a little different than some of the other places. They don't really give, um, to the athletic program. So merging them, isn't going to cause this massive craziness on the financial side of things, but definitely community wise, that's definitely going to be. That's going to be very interesting. I mean, Juno's teams, let's just put a, when you look at it, just their basketball programs 
and we were talking about this before we started taping is their girls and boys teams are, are competitive. They're good. And they're yeah. good. You yeah. know, and now they're going to be Juno and Thunder Mountain teams have been on kind of on the inside of the top five and just outside of the top five pretty much all year. And now you're going to combine those schools. Yeah, uh, it's it definitely. And it doesn't just affect basketball. I know the ASAA board um, has put together a committee and uh, one of the ASAA reps um, who I work with, they're they're going to be all talking about how does this going to affect things because are you going to have one conference of 13 Juno now instead of being two schools is one school so how do you fit it in with soccer how do you fit mm-hmm. it in with basketball couple that with the fact that it sounds like sounds like uh, this isn't any hard stuff but it it sounds like Ketchikan is wanting to go 3A and if that's oh, really? the case then you'd have one 4A school in the entire southeast wow you know, so wow. all these things have massive ripple effects and not, not just for basketball, obviously basketball being the, the biggest thing in the state, but it's, it's definitely a, yeah, it's I, uh, that's, that's big news. It's, it is, it is. Uh, and it, you know, big. going forward, I think we should try to get some folks on from, from Southeast uh, on the podcast and kind of discuss maybe a little bit more the ins and outs of what things are looking like, how this is all going to happen, because this is happening fast. I mean, it this is. is going to be implemented next fall, potentially, in terms of athletics, right? So, yes. you know, after this season, you know, after May wraps up, you know, and you get into summertime, all right, now we're transitioning. Everybody that was playing basketball at Thunder Mountain, doing whatever sports, you know, cross country, whatever it might be. Well, now you are transitioning over to Juno. And so I'd be curious to know the community's feelings exactly on it. Obviously, I I can't help but think, make it a little bit more closer to home. It's almost like a Chugiak Eagle River High School situation, Uh, right? uh, That's always been a debate. Good. That's a great point right there. You hit the nail on the head. It's very, very similar to that. And... Obviously, for I would say years, excuse me, it's been a debate topic in the Anchorage community, Eagle River, Chugiak community. Should we have two high schools? Should we not? You know, whatever that looks like. But now in Juneau, they had exact same situation. Schools that are five miles from one another. All right, we need to save money. <coughs> One's going to close. So made that decision and, um, I'll be curious to see what happens here in the next little while of how it's all going to be implemented. How much stuff logistically, how does that affect ASAA? I mean, in the short term. For us, it really, uh, as far as our office, the only way it really affects us is the fact that schedules that are going to need help, but it's really the conferences, the different conferences that are, are going on in basketball, in volleyball, in football, and all these different different sports, that's where it's going to affect ASAA is figuring out what to do with these conferences because you got to put them somewhere. And depending on what happens with Ketchikan and some of those other requests that might be coming in, or it sounds like they're going to be coming in at the same time, what does that look like? Is that something that's actually – oh, excuse me. 
Is that actually something that's going to be happening or not? All those things. That's how it affects ASAA is just figuring out those conferences. But really, it's going to affect primarily, I would say, all those schools. We had statewide scheduling in January. Oh, that's true. Thunder Mountain and Juno have full schedules. So now you merge those. Well, all those schools that had Thunder Mountain in their tournaments, which they go and do a lot of tournaments, you know, now you're down a team, you know, so we already have tournaments that are end up with JV teams because there's not enough teams to go around for some of these tournaments. And now you're going to lose a 4A school that does go to these tournaments and tries to go to these tournaments a lot at the boys and girls level. So it's definitely, it's definitely going to, it's going to affect other schools way more than ASAA, but it's going to affect ASAA in just helping manage the transitions of what, what do we do with conferences? Right. Yeah. No, that'd be interesting to keep an eye on in the spring and on in the summer. And then obviously on the next fall. Absolutely. Well, and there's definitely some people I can reach out to in the Southeast. I think that's a great idea. Try to get some people on the podcast later in April when there's a little bit more information known and, and see, I mean, it's a very real possibility that you could have a Juno or Thunder Mountain or both. You're going to have, I would think, one of those Thunder Mountain Junos, either boys or girls or both boys and girls or both boys or both girls, depending on how the RPI shakes out and all that. Very real possibility that they'll be at the state championship and yeah, it'll look very different next year if these things all end up really 100% happening, which it it. I sometimes, I'll be honest, I'm sometimes skeptical on that because I hear a lot of these types of things every year, it seems like, and nothing ever happens. But this one, I would say, feels the most real. The school board in Juno, the Juno school board voted right. and made that happen. That's the furthest it's ever gotten before. So this seems much more real than any other time. Yeah, it was a 5-2 to two vote, by the way, that yep. they approved. And they get... I know we're focusing on Thunder Mountain. I think they closed a handful of other schools as well. Yeah, I think they closed a in couple of elementary schools. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're merging some of the junior highs, all, all that stuff. It's Yeah. No, it's interesting. This is a interesting situation, and you almost wonder if the Anchorage School District is taking a look at what's what happening down in the southeast and like maybe some of the things that they're doing is on the I, table for them to consider, and obviously... I would, if... I would hope they're looking at it. It would be a mistake if they're not looking at it just as guides on what to do and what not to do, all those different types of things because everybody's got to tighten their belts. Money doesn't, you know, inflation, all these different things. Money doesn't go as far as it used to. People have to tighten their belts in their own private lives. Businesses have to do it. Schools are going to have to do some of those things now. And yeah, it's... It'll yep. be interesting to keep our eye on. Hopefully, maybe, like you said, Isaiah, we reach out down to some folks in the southeast and we try to make some time to chat with them and whatnot. And well, I think wit well, and I definitely think during March Madness, uh, there'll be <laughs> good call. You know, yep. There'll be there'll be definitely some people up here, and we can gra- grab them and do some interviews. Just you know, not even in an instant reaction pod that we'll be doing during the that time, but just a, a separate interview for information. And I think those would be 
that would be really good. The more information information people know, the better. I mean, I, I totally, totally. That's this is good stuff to know, so more people can be in the conversation. You know what? Maybe somebody comes up with something that somebody else hasn't thought of. That's why it's nice to exactly have people, groups of people, do it. Sometimes that can be a detriment when you have, let's say, many too many chiefs, not enough Indian kind of things. Um, but again, I. It'll be interesting. It'll be very, very interesting. It will be. So we'll keep an eye on that and kind of pass along any other information that we get on, at least on the sports front in terms of what things are looking like in the future down in the Southeast. Moving on to college sports now, UAA basketball. They are in their final week of the regular season. Both the men's and women's programs play their final regular season games at home this weekend. Both teams getting ready to take on Seattle Pacific and then Montana State Billings as well. Saturday, or sorry, Thursday, the men's and women's teams will take on Seattle Pacific, and then on Saturday, they will both play Montana State Billings. The Seawolf men's and women's basketball teams pretty much have a spot locked up. The women do have a spot locked up in the GNAC Conference Tournament, by the way, after picking up a couple of wins. Obviously, one of them was a forfeit win this past weekend. We talked about that on the podcast with Western Oregon, what happened to their women's basketball program. So the women's basketball team only had one game last week, which they won against St. Martin's with that win. And then the forfeit win put them at 11 wins in conference. They have locked up a spot. We don't know what seed they're going to be given. There's still two more games as of right now. If the tournament was to start today, the women's basketball team would have the number three seed. So they'd be right in the middle of the pack. They could maybe get the two, but it's kind of looking like they won't get any higher than a three seed potentially given how things are going to shake out. The men's team, while they are sitting in the middle of the GNAC conference, actually, they're sitting in the, the third spot in the GNAC conference. Actually, excuse me, the fourth spot. They haven't quite locked up a GNAC berth yet. Still a little bit of work to do. If they do pick up a win, either against Seattle Pacific or Montana State Billings, that would assure them a spot in the conference tournament. So they definitely need to have at least one win this weekend at home to make the conference tournament. If they go 0-2 this weekend, they can still make the conference tournament. They would just need a little bit of help and things to fall their way, and they could still finish in the top six. But obviously, Isaiah, you and you and I both know, just win. Just, just win, win, baby. Just win. That's it. And just you win, win, you're in. And you you get to keep your basketball season alive. The conference tournament, by the way, for the GNAC, if you're interested, if you want to travel down next weekend okay, in Ellensburg, Washington, hosted by... Uh, Central Washington University starts uh, next Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So the UAA women already in that tournament. If you're interested, want to go down, support the women's basketball team on the road in Ellensburg, you can buy your tickets at GeneXSports.com. Men looking like they're going to make the tournament as well. The Seawolf men's basketball team, by the way, coming off of a terrific weekend, one against St. Martin's. This past week, and then also against Western Oregon, a huge win against Western Oregon, 72-51. They made like 14 threes in that game. That's Absolutely. a lot of threes. That's a lot of threes. That's they, a lot that's of threes. The, I think that was a season high in threes. I know that Dylan Barrientos, he was actually named GNAC Player of the Week. He had a huge weekend, had a 15-point performance, or actually, sorry, a 14-point performance against St. Martin's, and then 17 against Western Oregon. He was 6 of 9 from the field, 4 of 6 from behind the arc in that game. So obviously much deserved honor for Dylan Barrientos, the GNAC Player of the Week. 
Seawolves and Rusty Osborne have the ball going to the right direction and looking pretty formidable potentially going into the uh, GNAC tournament. So, but again, haven't quite locked up a spot. Okay. But they should. By the time everything gets shaken out here, should be in the top six with two games left. So if you have not seen a Seawolf basketball game yet this week, or this year, I should say, this is the week to do it because there's this no more is the week. This, unless you want to wait another six months until next basketball season. But I would advise you not to do that. No, this Keaton, this is, this is actually one of the games I was talking about earlier where I'm, you know, Technically not sleeping in my office, and I'm yes trying to get out to games. Well, this is the one one of the games Thursday. All that's, right, that's on the list. Thursday that is on right. the list. Well, you have two chances on Thursday and Saturday. Women's games at five fifteen. Men's games at seven thirty. Same thing on Saturday night, five fifteen seven thirty against Montana State Billings. Montana State Billings, by the way, both the men's and women's basketball programs, they are fantastic. I think both of them actually. I know the men are the number one team in the conference the women i believe are as well so it'll be an interesting way to uh kind of finish things off here yeah the women's basketball team 15 and 1 in the gnac they are the number one team Ooh. in the in the gnac conference so it'll be a fun saturday at the alaska airlines center to wrap up the regular season that is for sure it'll be a no very doubt. fun way to wrap up the season well there was some fun speaking of yeah let's athletics, get can, let's get speaking to speaking of fun but a different kind of well, maybe not fun. It was entertaining for the fans up at the uh, Carlson Center. I mean, that's I'm that's sure. I think more what I mean is entertaining, not yes. so much fun. Perhaps I mean, UAF Arizona State hockey. All right, if you haven't seen it, you probably have maybe just glossed over it through social media because it's been making the rounds. And by some I, of the big, by some of the big groups. Oh yeah, too. like we're we're. I mean, Barstool Sports has picked it up. I'll kick the coverage. Like, there's been a whole bunch of other different sports media outlets that picked it up. It was crazy. UAF, by the way, ended up winning the game against Arizona State 3-1. to one. They ended up scoring two goals in the late stage of the third period. But then, perhaps more interesting was the fights that took place after, after, right, the game was pretty much in hand for UAF. So basically, I'll give you a quick synopsis. Two players in the penalty box, one from Arizona State, one from UAF. Um, Ness from Arizona State, and I'm trying to remember the other guy from uh, UAF, uh, Dawson uh, Brudeski, the, the kid from UAF, both in the penalty box. Penalty is up. There's like 10 seconds remaining in the game, literally 10 seconds remaining in the third period. They're chatting at each other through the glass in the penalty box. And you can see them, like, sizing each other up. And as soon as the box opens, it all goes, it all goes like, <laughs> crazy. It just, it just breaks loose, dude. Insane. At least a minute-long fight. The officials tried to intervene. They tried to break him up. The official went down to the ice. As soon as he went down to the ice, he said, I'm out. I'm letting you guys finish it. And, like, nothing you could do. Official was like, I don't want to get hurt. I don't want to get actually accidentally punched. Right? I'm out. So he pieces out. These guys finally finish up. After everything is said and done, Bruneski, he's suspended for the rest of the season. The Arizona State player that was involved, Ness, he's also potentially suspended for the rest of the season. But I'm kind of at the point, like, college hockey is interesting in the fact, obviously, fighting is a huge no-no, right? 
I'm almost at the point, like, can we let it go just a little bit? Obviously, this took it maybe a little too far, right? But fighting, you 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 get suspended for the next game, at least bare minimum, right? They got that's, suspended for the yeah, rest of the that's season. How, that's how it goes in hockey, for college anyway. Right. That's- so I'm curious, like, the NHL, obviously, they kind of let it go. You know, you go to the penalty box, you know, five-minute major, whatever it might be. You get to come back on the ice depending on how severe the fight is. The AHL, they kind of let it go as well. But college, I'm like, you know, I don't know what was said. I don't know what happened exactly, but I think the length of the fight, things getting a little bit chippy. Obviously, it seems like it warranted some longer suspensions in terms of, you know, than just one game. And I think they made the right call in suspending the players for pretty much the rest of the season. But I'm curious to see, like, from a fan standpoint, obviously cool to watch, right? Everybody, I'm not a huge hockey person, but I like to go for the fights, you know? Um, I don't know. I don't know where I stand on this. I really don't. Like, I, I wasn't bothered by it. I It didn't, you know, have one. It didn't distract from the game, I guess, either. I don't know. How do you feel about fighting in hockey? How do you? I mean, college hockey, college athletes, I mean. Obviously, I kind of look at the levels. And at a high school level, fighting, bad, don't want it. Oh, sure. It's not part of it. All that. College, these are more grown men. I think you've got sticks involved. There's skates, all these these different things like that. I... I can be talked either way on it. I don't particularly like long fights. That was um, the aces towards the end, for example. I loved watching the aces. Yeah. But honestly, the fights got way too much, and it was just more about fighting and people talking about, well, this guy doesn't like this guy, and so they're going to fight right. later on this game. And there was it wasn't even about the hockey anymore. I didn't enjoy that. Well, sometimes, sometimes in hockey, when you're in a big physical game like that, and especially you see it at other things in college football and the NFL and things like that, you see it in NHL, not an enforcer, but somebody that, you know, if you mess around, if you stay outside of the rules of the game and outside of kind of the gentleman's agreements, this person could pound on you. And I think there's some natural, you know, boundary setting there that rules just can't do so again i i think this fight warranted some some heavy stuff maybe the officials didn't catch it early enough you know and so it escalated all that stuff i'm not i'm not i don't want anybody to think that i'm blaming the officials because i'm not i didn't see all the i didn't see the whole game or any of that kind of stuff but i mean bumping fighting a little bit, all that kind of stuff. I don't have a huge issue with it at the college level. Um, but once you start throwing the gloves down and then you start wailing on guys, that that's when I have more of a problem sure. with it. Sure. Um, and then at the NHL level, I know that, you know, they let the fights go, but as soon as they hit the ice, then it's, yeah, then it's, it's over. Done. Right. Then it's over. And again, these are the NHL is different. It's not, it's not college. I get it. Sure. And I don't well, think you could do that at college, but, Again, I think there needs to be some room, I mean, on on that. I don't think there needs to be a lot of leeway, but I kind of look at the different levels of of sports. High school, zero tolerance, college, a little tolerance, but not really. You're still you're still 
kids, so to speak. Right. And then as you go up, it's, it's different. So that's kind of a long winded way well, of answering it. But I, again, I can be talked either way on it on that. I don't have any strong, super strong feelings one way or another. Well, you mentioned the officials and I, I think they were trying to grab hold of the game. And here's why I say that, or at least trying to manage it some way. You know how many penalty minutes were assessed in that game, Isaiah? Just take a guess. Penalty minutes for this one game. For the game? For the game. Um, boy. Well, misconducts and all that stuff, depending on how many people they threw out, ah, blah, 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 it's blah, an, blah. I, I mean, I, it's got to be, what, 200-some minutes? Uh, Yeah, 247 penalty minutes. Wow. On 44 infractions. They actually stopped the game with 11 seconds remaining, so they didn't even really complete the game. The officials said, we're, we're just done. We're done. We're, we're, we're done. done. We're, we've had enough. All right, after what just happened, it's over. UAF wins 3-1. to one. Everybody go home, right? So I think the officials, A, did the right thing in, in calling the game early. B, obviously by the number of penalty minutes that were assessed, obviously something was going on, and they were trying to grab hold of the situation, and no matter what they did, it wasn't happening, right? It was just bad blood between the Sun Devils and the Nanooks, I guess. I don't know what to call it. And I mentioned that that player that was for Arizona State, uh, Ness, he actually, right after the game, not only was suspended the rest of the season, he was dismissed from the team entirely. So there's something else. There's something else. There's something else going on. There's something. And yeah, generally, if you have heavier suspensions like this, these aren't first-time offenders. There might be something else boiling under the surface and interesting yeah, no no doubt no doubt so kind of wanted to throw that nugget in there um about it's a good nugget. hockey so it's a good nugget oh, kind of interesting it was a huge story for i say huge it was making the rounds on social well, media nevertheless anytime outkick the coverage and barstool sports picks up something that happened with an alaska team that's right <laughs> that's not a small thing uh, it's not, at least not for us. And we're going to cover no. it here on the Alaska Sports no. Sports Talk. So we cover everything, including, including book books. reviews, books. All right, here we go. I, I mentioned Reese Witherspoon and her book club. I'm not a fan of it right now. <laughs> the book is titled Maybe Next Time. And maybe next time I will just put this book away and not finish it. <laughs> um, my wife advised me that, are you sure you want to start this? I was like, yeah, sure, because I was interested. I heard from somebody else that it was actually a good book. Took the recommendation, <laughs> bought the book. All right, I'm going to read it. Fantastic. My wife read it first because she's a little bit of a quicker reader than I am. She takes her time and generally sits down and just goes through it, right? And so after about, I don't know, three days of reading the book, she was like, you don't want to read it. I was like, no, I got to read it. I got to read it. I got to read the book. I read the book. And I shouldn't have read the book. This book, like, I don't know if this woman has dementia. I don't know if this woman is trying to recreate Groundhog Day, like the film or something, because she keeps reliving December 3rd over and over again. And I'm just like, what is the point? Like, we we get that you're reliving the same day over and over again. And she's not changing anything about it, right? She makes little minor tweaks here and there throughout her day. But she's not doing anything really drastic in terms of trying to like change the outcome of what is going to happen. I don't want to spoil it for anybody that actually wants to go on and read it. But my recommendation, <laughs> one star, don't pick it up. Maybe next time, Reese's Book Club will nominate something else that will be a little bit better 
but Reese's Book Club on the on the poo poo list of book clubs right now. <laughs> Don't want to pick one up. So, uh, anyway, something I did not uh, think I, was, I would I be talking about today: Reese Witherspoon book, book yeah, yeah, club. Poor choice of a book. I did not expect that today. It got so many good reviews too. Like I was like, "All right, this is great. I'll read it." I mean, the back of the cover—it's a challenge for you not to cry. It is because you're going to cry your eyes out because it's so bad. <laughs> like it's a timeless classic. I'm like, no, it's not. Like, what it is might be this? timeless? Time like, might feel like eternity while you're reading it, but oh it might not be a classic. Gracious, like I'm just what for. <laughs> there's ten chapters in about the middle of the book that I almost had to like go through and make sure like am i reading it over again because the exact same <laughs> thing is happening and i'm like this is getting nuts but anyway that's a so good idea go. maybe i'll write a book and the middle chapters will just be the exact same just chapter over yeah. and over and over again change a few words right. i got a whole book it's exactly what happened and i'm like sweet this got published this was published <laughs> like holy mackerel but anyway maybe next time um is the title of the book written by Sessa Major. I do not recommend it. It is unless maybe you... next time you'll pick a different book. Yes. So uh, <laughs> Isaiah, next week it's your it's your turn to do a book review. All but, right. Um, next week I can do a book review. All right. It, it might good. be maybe well, could it be contract review? Sure. And sure. That's I I'll have more my head buried more in contracts and other things like that than books in the next few weeks i like it you know, just sounds you know, good we can do contract Deal. review i wish I people could see my my zoom right now i'm holding up the book <laughs> i'm like, looking at the book and i can attest uh, that it has it has a sticker on it book club sticker too it's right Reese's there i'm looking right at book it club yeah unbelievable anyway well maybe next time we won't take so long in the podcast hopefully we didn't bore you I don't know how we could have. There was a lot of information and a lot oh, of fun was. information in there. A lot of fun information. Yeah. Our first book review at the end, too. So Maybe we can make yeah. this an, an annual thing. We'll do book reviews. There you go. Because like we are very learned individuals. We're, versed. We're very We're versed. versed. You know? I don't when know if I know see any me, When people describe me, cultured is definitely one of the words that's always yes. used. Cultured. You know, maybe... Maybe one of us <laughs> should like write a book and then just start our own book club. Or we just start our own book club and put stickers on random books. Alaska Sports That's Talk a, Book Club recommends this maybe one. Maybe we just you go know? to Barnes and Noble and just start sticking Alaska's club, Alaska Sports Talk approved book. Oh, we could put it That'd on some magazines hilarious. and books. That'd it's be approved. hilarious. It's approved. It's approved. <laughs> Who is this? What is this? That's it. You know what? That'd be actually pretty funny. I think it's actually. Oh, a good that idea. that would be funny. Could you imagine? Could you imagine us just walking through and putting stickers on books that we might like, and what the employees would start doing? Oh, like, I don't are, know what they like. What what, what is going what are you on? doing? Well, we recommend well, we this, this book. book. We recommend this book. <laughs> okay, <laughs> who are you? You don't know who Doesn't, we are. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen our podcast or heard our podcast? Yeah. Anyway, uh, submit ideas for books through. Right contact us at alaskasportstalk.com there you go i like it maybe we can I all like start it. it we can start a book club and we can take recommendations and all that and we can have our own book club there we go 
I'm in. Like I'm we're, in. We're in. We're in. You we're know, I I will take another book with me next weekend because I will be on assignment in a nice warm place next week. You know, yeah, I'll try to have will. another review when I'm when I'm back. That'd be a good so, idea. Another review when you get back. Deal. Deal. All right, man. Well, I think uh, that pretty much sums up the the week in Alaska sports a little bit, and now yeah. we're getting down into uh, getting ready for high school basketball. It's going to be a busy next couple of weeks here as we get ready to go into March. That is, it will be sure. So next week we'll have a little bit of some more conference in depth previews of the conference tournaments that are coming up as those brackets start to come out and get finalized, and then we'll get into March Madness Alaska as well. So. I'll do it for this edition of the Alaska Sports Talk podcast for Isaiah Vreeman. I'm Keaton Homer. Reminder, don't read this book. Maybe next time. <laughs> Note right. to Until self. Until then. <laughs> Later in the